Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today we talk about Trump's easing meet with the tech, Trump's meeting with the tech CEOs, and the force is back. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. You are a tech coffee. <laughs> yes, the rhythm, the rebel. Without a pause, I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, winner never been a man. You know what's time to get deep. Welcome to uh, Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down uh, nerd nerd tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. Uh, I'm not Chug D, obviously. It is not 1989, clearly. Oh, man. Or 88, rather. Uh, But uh, we're here doing some news. Um, I'm joined with Akili Shine. Yeah, man. (laughs) Who's happy to be here with me? I'm kind of speechless. Speechless uh, at the moment. <laughs> P.E. A group, a crew, not singular. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, uh, <laughs> my man's up here. I am. My, my man's up here. I, I, look, I, I saw I saw uh, 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 Rogue One last night. I, I, I ran out the theater like a little kid, like wanting to fly X-Wings and shoot blasters. <laughs> I literally ran out the theater like, like ducking behind shit. Uh, I, I really love that movie. We'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Uh, you know, with with uh, with the, in the Trump world and sort of how he he's affecting affecting tech. Uh, you know, Amazon has finally got that drone in the air, and we have some pop culture stuff. But before that, like you know, um, anything, anything top of mind you want you want to touch on? Nah, man, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, so, um, this, what's been in the news a lot is like a lot about these hacks and the, the Russia hacks and. Um, the 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 idea that foreign agents have been have tampered with the election and tampered with the results and the WikiLeaks and everything else and the thing people have said is you know it's really hard to sort of re, you know relitigate the whole election based on uh, the tamperings we know that they went to help Donald Trump but we don't know that that actually helped Hillary lose or Trump win uh, but unless someone knew that they were hacking the voter systems then that's a four alarm fire. And it seems to be the report came out that the government body that oversees the security of voting systems was hacked. Now, it wasn't the actual voter machines that were hacked, but the body that oversees the security of the voting system was hacked. So someone was making their way to the voting. And, 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 and I guess we're just still under investigation, but this is serious, right? It is definitely serious. And I think there's levels of the hacking. And I think, you know, it can be distilled down even to the, the voting booth. Like, and that's what people are arguing that if you know, a, a person or a group of people or a country government has the power and te- technological savvy to be able to do that, you know. And, I mean, and a lot of people make the argument that America has done that in many places throughout the world, hacked elections and to get, you know, the person of their choice into that into the presidential position. So, in a way, it's kind of ironic that, you know, it's it, the theory is that it's happening now to America by Russians or by whomever. Um, but I definitely think that it's a, it's a high level of concern um, especially if, you know, what makes us citizens in this country is our ability to exercise our right to vote. And if that vote is not counted, and for us as African-American people, it's always been uh, a, a difficulty and challenge for us. But for us not to have our vote counted, it kind of corrupts the system, a system that many would argue is already corrupted. But, right. yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's trouble. I think that, like, you know, we're still, we're still at a point right now where, you know, the Electoral College has to officially vote. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard. It's really a bad precedent to set that 
for the electoral electoral college to not vote the will of the people based on some information. But if it comes out that they're tampering with the voting, that's a whole other story. You know, I mean, the hacking's one thing, but the voting's another. It, it, it really undermines us. Do you think uh, you know Obama's been under some criticism uh, for not? speaking out loudly when he, when he first got the... He got the CIA briefing a, sort of a long time ago. Uh, he did say, you know, we, we think it's Russia way back in July that Russia's tampering with this stuff. He did say something, but people... And, and it was in the front page of the Wall Street Journal. People forget that. But uh, people think he should have been louder. And I, mean, I, think he, I think it's a balancing act because you know, if he advocates that, you know, this theory or, you know, if he promotes the, some facts that lead to um, the hacking of... Um, the system, I mean, that could really um, polarize the country in the yeah. sense that you know this is the this is the the concept of democracy that brings America together and, and it's modeled throughout the world. And if it's not working in America, like the effects of the detrimental effects would be massive. And so I think he has to balance that and how how strongly he advocates for it or against it. And I think that's why he was probably kind of like trying to massage his way through it, out of it. That's what I think. Right. I, so. I believe it. It's also like, you know, world, everything is so goddamn partisan right now. Like Mitch McConnell already said, like, you know, I guess he, he took it to, you know, the majority leader, Mitch McConnell on the Republican side. And he's like, uh, you put out, we're not, we're not going to join you in a, we're not going to make a bipartisan statement. If you, if you mention this, we're going to say it's partisan and you're, you're trying to help Hillary. Yeah. So it was a really, <laughs> his hands were kind of tied in that he could have spoke loudly, but then, you know, in our, in our environment, all the right, you know, Fox News, everyone would have been, Breitbart would have been like, Obama is trying to help Hillary, you know. Hey, just like, you know, I say, a lot of us say that he should speak more loudly for black people. Yeah. Same yeah. same argument. Uh, do you think, I'm, 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 I'm slightly off topic again, but just the, the Obama and the political things fa- fascinate me. Um, do you think that Obama and I do will be more vocal towards black folks? Um, hey, we talked about this a few weeks after, back. After the election? Yeah, we, we, we mentioned that. That's right. I don't... Like he like now finally. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope that he would use his his uh, symbolic uh, power still and his his fame and his even his brain power to be able to affect change for us in the, on a communal community level. That, that, that's where he comes from. Um, the community organizers. Yeah. I hope that it circles back. But I, I feel like being that he's right now for the last eight years been in the most powerful position of the world. He could have been more vocal to advocate things that directly affected Af- the African American community because mm-hmm. when you look at other communities, you know our communities re- has been and really is suffering well, the most. Understatement, you know. Yeah, I right. mean, like kind of, just just watch Thirteenth. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, okay, we can we can we can go on and on. I mean, I, I could I could have to ask a thousand questions about this. Um, Let's move on to our friends at Facebook. Now, I've been hypercritical of Facebook and hypercritical of, uh, of of Zuck and sort of like his downplaying of, of their role in this fake news controversy, his downplaying of his in his role as a media company versus just you know we're we're not the we're not the station we're we're the, we're the cable that connects people uh, all that stuff. But now they're really. Uh, they're, they're really making an effort to sort of crack down on fake news. They've announced this thing where they can actually sort of f- flag and, and 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 ranks false fake f- false news, right? And they also have outside fact checkers like Politifact and a bunch of other folks, factcheck.org, come and and make sure this stuff are fact checked. And these and all these weird sites that are kind of like Schmoogle or whatever, or like you mm-hmm. know, uh, Black Hollywood Jive or whatever. Like they, they would, that's kind of just off the real brand. They they they're actually. Uh, 
doing something about those. Yeah. So, and also, and lastly, they're they're also um, stopping the mechanism which allowed these uh, trolls and and fake news people to make money off the, off, off the system. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot, right? I mean, I think that is a lot. Um, I mean, I I agree with most of that. I think that Facebook isn't a media company. I think they're more of a distribution platform. Uh, most of the, the the content that is shown. Um, it's produced from an outside source, which Facebook obviously hosted, and they they streamlined it in. So, but I do think that ha- they have some responsibility in terms of um, providing people the correct information because information is power, knowledge is power. And so, if people are misinformed, and also if people are exploiting the ignorance of people and making money off of it, I think that corrupts the whole system. So, for them to be able to say, "No, we got to keep our distribution platform, our infrastructure clean." Um, this is these are a few steps that we can take to be able to ensure that. And so I, I like how they're going to create a new algorithm which will promote less, less, less promote these type of stories because you will have the partnerships with the fact checkers that will kind of like broadcast and amplify like, hey, this is false, this is wrong, and they'll even put it you know underneath or somewhere posted on the actual screen that hey, this has been fact checked, um, this is inaccurate, and so it gives people. Um, it, it it makes people less inclined to be able to do this type of stuff because it may not get as much uh, traction and visibility as it once did in the past. So I like the fact that they're saying, hey, flag in the soil with this. We got to do something about it. <laughs> I, I agree, too. I've been critical, but I think this is a good move. And, and frankly, for me, like, Facebook can do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. Facebook has the, the resources and the R&D resources to, like, to like you know what? We're going to figure out how to, like, whatever. They can they can put their, their yeah. brain on anything. So this is something for them to kind of throw their hands up, like, I don't know, the fake news is was is unexcus- inexcusable. So I'm really glad yeah. that, they, that they did that, and they seem to be addressing uh, some things. And I just, you know, I've been, I've been reading a lot about Zuckerberg, though, and, like, he is... I mean, he's 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 a ruthless, ruthless businessman, you know, and he's a cold, collected, cold-hearted businessman. He's business first, but so it's good to see that he's doing something. I mean, I guess in a way, this ultimately affects would affect his you know, the perception of the company would maybe affect his bottom line, maybe not, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, you don't want to pollute the well, even right. if it's a, if one drop of, of cyanide can poison the whole well. So you don't you don't want to have. A, a long-standing history of, of just dumb shit on your platform. So clean right. it up, clean house, and that's right. just, that's pretty much what he's doing. You know, yeah. yeah. I wonder. Do you think? I mean, th- it makes me wonder about. Are we going to see? I mean, because the way Zuck is, and I mean, he's, he's now nowhere near as charismatic, but I mean, he's only like early thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, could could we see like a, a, a President Zuckerberg like in in fifteen twenty years? Like what, what's Zuck I mean, going to be doing when he's fifty five years old? Hey man, who knows what we'll see? Yeah. We, we would never, we never say that we see Donald Trump as president. So no. who fucking knows? I know. I mean, Mark Cuban's been talked been talked about. I will, I will go along that line of thinking. I will say probably some tech guy um, will probably be running up for president. I mean, so. they're all thinking it. They're yeah. all thinking like shit. I mean, like, well, let's help transition to our next story. You know, you know Trump had all the top tech execs um, in and had like a big tech meeting. Uh, and they all came, and this, there's some there's some like debate about whether they should have come because like a lot of these come, with the exception of Peter Thiel um, hmm. from PayPal, who's a uh, you know uh, yeah. who's you know, the arch conservative, exactly. uh, the rare conservative in the tech world, but all these other people like all, all of their company 
you know, uh, mantras and, and, and mission statements are about inclusiveness and about, you yeah. know, you know, uh, you know equality and gender and exploration and the environment. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, exactly right. But like environment, but like that's kind of what they all preach. They're all liberals. They all kind of preach the same thing. And so it's really, and, and, and all of them supported Hillary. So it's antithetical to the Trump message and what seems to be the Trump administration way to go about doing things so the first question i have for you is like should they have come i have my answer but should they should they should they have said we ain't coming yeah they should come yeah i mean i mean the president asked you to come president like asked you to come you come right yeah they should come just yeah. like jim brown did just like uh yeah. kanye easy. did easy just, just <laughs> like i mean i'm sure a lot of other folks will be yeah. coming to have some type of dialogue doesn't necessarily mean you align or agree with you know Donald Trump or his policies or even his team, but the fact that you're having some type of dialogue about issues and you are advocating your issues, you're putting you're putting your issues on the table. You are communicating your platform, right. and whether or not it's addressed, whether or not it's followed up on, or policy is made in favor of you. Hey, so I, I applaud the fact at least that it's a conversation. These are the things that are important to us as a company, as a as a as a as a group of companies, um, and yeah, we're gonna be vocal about that and see if we can come to some alignment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, this reminds me of when uh, Obama had all the, the bankers in. Like, you know, we had the big financial reforms. They had the Goldman, Goldman Sachs and exactly. Lehman Brothers, all, all those people in the same room. They all hate his guts. Yeah. And he's talking about kind of shit to them, but yeah. they, they, they all came and they had yeah. to come see him. So, um, you know, same thing with the auto the auto CEOs at that, that time during the crisis. So, Man. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, but the brain power in this room, I mean, it's Larry, it's Larry Page and, yeah. and it, it, Larry Elon Page Musk. and Eric Schmidt, Elon Musk, like uh, Tim Cook, mm-hmm. uh, Bezos, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all those guys were there, um, you know. Um, uh, someone it was, wasn't Zuckerberg, and it wasn't um, wasn't Zuckerberg from Facebook, but the COO of Facebook came, mm-hmm. and someone from Oracle came, and it wasn't Larry Ellison. Is Larry Ellison still actively running Oracle? Do you know? I don't know. He must be, but he didn't. He's like, I ain't coming. So I wonder. In some instances, people didn't come. What, I mean, what's on their schedule that didn't come? But uh, the brain power in that room, though, man. Wow. I mean, it's like you gotta think that. Like, I mean, Jeff Bezos has got more brain power in the dump he took last night than Donald Trump's got, you know, at all. So yeah. it's like, what can he say to them? But that's an interesting conversation. Um, anyway, one of the things that uh, that came out of that that people talked about was, uh, you know, is, is net net neutrality, and you know, and this, this is an article that Donald Trump's transition team is really about net neutrality, really about ending net neutrality. This is what, you, what happens when you promote, you know, a bunch of generals and billionaires and oligarchs hmm. to run. It's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs bankers, oligarchs, generals, and Ben Carson, you know, and it's like when, and so all every every person he appoints to whatever agency is, is, is someone who wants to shut down that agency. Yeah. You know, and so the people who he's put, so the people who he's appointing to the FCC are like, or, or, or like they're anti FCC, anti FCC, exactly because the FCC all they have to do is regulate. Yeah, you know this is this is this is what's amazing to me about this whole thing is the fact that you know all these organizations are are, are government organizations uh, to put regulations in place yeah. to make sure that corporations don't poison us. Fuck us exploit over, us. exploit us, like further, rather. You know, further than they already <laughs> do, like you know, and and so he's like. Let's all the all, all the foxes in the hen house. He's like, yeah. come on in, loosen up the reins. Yeah, the FCC, you're you're in charge of it, Mister. I hate the FCC. E- EPA, Exxon Mobil, you come and take care of the EPA. You're a climate change denier. 
uh, uh, urban urban development, Ben Carson. You don't think poor people should have should be helped out? Why don't you fix this? It's right. like, what, what is, so anyway, uh, I, I wonder about this. Right on the heels of this meeting with uh, the CEOs, he's talking about breaking up the net neutrality. Now, the CEOs may or may not like that because this is allows them to like AT and T and other folks to sort of jack up the price. But I mean, this this isn't good. No, it's not good. <clears throat> I mean, in the whole argument about net neutrality. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's an old argument now. Like for someone to for someone to argue against having that neutrality, it just shows where their values are. Right. Like information should be given and distributed equally and evenly. All people should have the same speed and same access to information that help funnel and, and, and birth their imagination. That's right. So why would you want to say, well, because hey, my co- my competitor is offering this, I'm going to slow it down. If you if you watch it on my platform, right. or why would you say to a group of people that live in a certain region, hey, well, you don't need fast internet or you can't afford fast internet, so hey, you won't be able to get this type of video information. I mean, we live in a video centric world now, and so you need high speeds to be able to keep up. Right. So why can't that be even and just for all? Like who? Like why? What's the argument for it other than making more money? It's yeah. stupid. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, which is the whole thing. Like at least conflict. I mean, like the the, the notion that um, you know back back to that meeting. Like you know Trump Trump in the meeting had some of his team members. Of course, he had you know Rance Priebus and he had Steve Bannon. But he also had his kids. Of course, his four kids, which is driving me crazy because this whole thing with like. I don't go on a political thing, but like God, like you know, this whole thing about him, you know, redoing that hotel of his still, so that foreign dignitaries can stay there, which means they will be actively paying Donald Trump. Foreign entities and bodies will be paying Donald Trump, our American president. That is that is in the Constitution. You can't do that. Like you can't. Is it? Yes, it's it's in the Constitution. You can't do so. He's key. I don't know what the loophole is. I don't know how he's going to figure that out. And then the, also, you can't have your kids. There's this there's a there's staunch nepotism things. You can't appoint your children to, to the candy. Like you couldn't make. Oh, my son's vice president. His son's not. I know, but but they're all invi- advising in the mix. Hey, it's, it's a fine. It's definitely a fine line. But I mean, it could be uh, argued that hey, my my kids aren't a part of my my presidential. Um, and they're running r- his business. business. Hey, they cannot. They well, can't. Who's supposed that. to run his business? Uh, not, what, what, not, his, it's his, a family business. No, no. His children can't have. No, his children can run the business, but they also yeah. can't have. Oh, they, no, no, well, no they, one's arguing that. Yeah, they can't be in the White House. They're not in the White House. They are. That's not the, all of them. They, he's arguing that they, they wants them as advisors. He's he wants, not all of them. Not, I mean, not, not not both of the sons. That's that, that's not true. Well, Don, Don and and whatever his name is, uh, you know. I don't know whatever Bill Maher calls him, uh, Baron von Fuckface or whatever he calls him. <laughs> the other kid, the Thurston Howell, the douchebag, whatever he calls him. But like those two kids are uh, going to be running the business, but also with top level security clearances. Yeah. Like how are you not reading security briefings and then making business decisions? Of course you are. Yeah, the whole thing is just the whole thing is. Yeah, I can't. I can't it's ridiculous. It. All right. Well, speaking of other other depressing things, the Syrian war footage. Um, you know, with the technology these days, uh, you, we see that the the proliferation of body cams and and GoPros and you know VR stuff and uh, and and all kinds of uh, drones and it's allowing the some of these uh, you know sort of the these, these mil- the, the military uh, in Syria to sort of like use this stuff as. You know, propaganda and recruiting and, and all kinds of stuff because it plays like a body cam video game and it's 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 pretty frightening. I don't know. Well, I mean, this, I guess this is the world we live in, but it also seems very some, somewhat a black mirror. Yeah, I mean, I think it's frightening, but 
I mean, I, I'd rather speak to the atrocities that's happening to the people and the yep. fact that we have technology that's able to capture it and, you know, at least help to promote awareness, um, political awareness as to what's happening. Because oftentimes, you know, it doesn't hit the news feed. It doesn't even hit, you know, Facebook, Twitter. And so we are kind of like in our own bubble here in America. We don't see necessarily what things are happening um, globally that are just really, really inhumane and destructive. And so, I mean... Yeah, the game versus reality, like, it's clearly it's clearly um, ramped up in the movies and ramped up in the video games, what happens militaristically, but there are some horrors that are happening um, in reality that I think, you know, because of drones, because of, you know, phones and cameras in our phones and, and us having that, the access to that is, is ramping up um, our ability to capture some of the atrocities and, and, again, promoting the awareness of it. So if even if it's on, you know, the side of a terrorist or not, like, I, I still think that it could be it could be used for good. It could be used, obviously, to for propaganda. Um, but I think my point is that I think we glorify a lot of milit- militaristic activity. We don't really necessarily see the harm and the pain on the destruction that is happening to innocent people um, through some of the conflicts that are being um, had in the world, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, these images coming from Ale- the Aleppo images are, like, in, in really... Oh, yeah, they're, they're sad. They're really I mean, sad. Like, they're so, really depressing. Yeah, and they're, like, you know, like, I, I just saw, you know, uh, Instagram from uh, Trayvon Free, who I follow a writer, and he was just like, this is not a movie. Exactly. Like, some of these things look like a scene in a movie, like, right. a, like, like a CGI'd scene with just thousands of people. It's really, really, yeah. really horrible. Yeah, whenever you have, um, last note, whenever you have innocent children being murdered and being involved in this type of conflict, it's just, I think it's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's it's highly, uh, it's highly, uh, best word I could use is depressive. It's just, man. Well, we don't want to come here and and become terrorists on our soil. We don't want them here. Man. You know, not not, not on our watch. Um, uh, But I'm going to, that's just, it's horrible. I want to talk about, um. You know Mercedes and their car sharing service, but before that, I want to talk about our our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings is still kicking. We only got a few weeks left of football. Uh, again, uh, some of us are you know actually in my, in my in my league, I'm in the playoffs on both my leagues, and I won my first two games. Oh yeah, I'm one game. I'm one game away from the Super Bowl in both my leagues. Man, I went from, from rags to to almost riches. Uh, in my DraftKings leagues, I'm, do, I'm, I'm we're doing well as uh, doing good as well. You can still. Pay this late in the game. You can start late in the game, week fourteen. You can come in and and make money right now. You can pick your team. You can play against others. It's still the best way to go. Uh, we, we you can still play for free if you use our promo code Geek. Uh, that you play for free. That you, so what you need to do is go to DraftKings.com now. Play for free with our with your first deposit. Promo code Geek, um, and you can share in in a package of over a hundred thousand dollars this very weekend it's a minimum five dollar deposit um for eligibility but uh you know it's fantastic so check the site restrictions may apply draftkings.com that's draftkings.com that's it um so mercedes is getting in the car sharing sir we talked about these the the idea of these companies before and other like the car companies actually getting into the car sharing ride sharing service and when i didn't realize for whatever reason I thought they were getting to the ride sharing service like like Google I mean mm. like like Uber and, and and Lyft, but I didn't realize they're getting to the car sharing service like Turo and Skirt mm-hmm. Skirt, uh, and I that that's now I'm like oh of course that's brilliant. 
like because it allows uh, you know these, these giant places with fleets of cars that come in and out to be used still to actually turn around and rent them and have people drive them and still have yeah. you know the brand awareness out there have these cars in use and Mercedes are everywhere and uh, they're, they're, they're so yeah, they're, and expands the profitability of the vehicle because yeah. you know once you know your lease is up or a few years go by you know your car can theoretically be obsolete so why not turn it into a, a passive income money making opportunity and so right. be able to lease it out yeah I mean, especially in this in this landscape of, of of social and you know how we interact with you know our phones and, and commerce, like it's a perfect way to segue the automobile industry, tr- transportation industry, and tech industry into one thing. So. Right. Uh, so it's called Crew. I don't know the name though. Crew. Crew. Let's Crew. Dot com. Crew. Like Crew. car and groove, like what is, I don't even know what that means. Hey, is hey, it German? Hey, it's actually I believe it's. Um, I want to say it's cruise tonight. Man, I want to say it's. Uh, oh, cruise and groove. I don't know. It sounds like cruise and groove. It's terrible. I mean, it's right, not, we, we've we've heard worse worse names. I mean, skirt, <laughs> skirt is uh, goodbye. <laughs> skirt is not the name either. <laughs> Good night. Like my new car, my new car service. Skirt. <laughs> Go to skirt.com. Yeah, skirt is not good. Uh, Turo, I don't know what that means, but I, I like it. It's, I think it's a good name. Anyway. I don't know, man. I mean, my thoughts about this. I I mean, I get it in concept, but I think the future is, is self-driving cars that you know are able to be monetized when you are not using them. And that's, yeah. that's Elon Musk's plan. You know, when you go to work um, or when you're at home sleeping or with your family and your car is parked, whenever, whenever your car is parked, turn that parked car into a car that's monetizing Absolutely. for yourself. And so the only way to do that is with a self-driving car. And I think we're closer to that than this type of app. I think this app will be obsolete um, within five years. Well, and, and, and it will be. And look, Mercedes is, is, is headed towards that. This is part of their what they're calling the CASE strategy. It's an acronym mm-hmm. that stands for Connectivity, Autonomous Driving, Sharing, and Electric Drive Systems. So they, they definitely part plan, of the plan on... Yeah, yeah. the plan is autonomous driving. They want to do more electric driving. And the sharing and connectivity, this is this is part of that part. Mm-hmm. So they're really they're just saying how they're moving towards... Mercedes is a separate strategy that's moving towards that, that right. realm. And so, I mean, you know, because we're not in a world where they can just put a bunch of autonomous Mercedes in the road. Yeah. This is step one, but I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, I like that, I like that. how they're blowing up the business model, though. You yeah. know, this business model of you go buy, lease a car, and you have it for you know x amount of years, and then you do it, rinse and repeat. Right. So I like the fact that we're, we're thinking differently about you know some of the things that we purchase, some of the things that we engage in. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of cool, and this is not necessarily new, but it's new for a brand. Uh, Adidas has some three D printed runners, some three D printed shoes coming up. And it really, you know, it's not so much that you can make shoes, but it's it's really about the the construction, what, what it means for manufacturing, what it means for the construction of shoes, what it means for the type of materials and that you can use on on, on these shoes. Uh, you know, at, C, at 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 CES they had like all kinds of bio steel fiber kicks. They had you know, uh, partly ocean waste shoes, but uh, you know. These shoes are, you know, really, really, so it looks like they're well done. They're, they're done with like what's called a 3D web structure. But the problem is they are $333? I mean, they're not like the Nike $700 self-lacing joints, but 333 What do you think of the whole 3D printing trend in shoes? 
Um, I don't think it's a trend. I think 3D technology will be ubiquitous in all forms of industry. And I think fashion, I mean, medical, mm-hmm. all of it, you know. And so the fact that you can produce something that, um, produce something with different materials that you have been able to produce before in a much more efficient, quicker way. And I think it'll, the cost will come down once it becomes, you know, more available. Um, but the fact that you can use materials that, um, maybe are more green, greener in, in nature, more environmentally conscious, and also provide for you the same um, uh, support um, that, you know, traditional leathers and, uh, and other materials that have been used in shoes prior to do. Like, this shoe is much lighter. Um, it's perfect for a runner. It gives you the support and stability. Um, and I think that yeah, it's, it's, this is the starting point. And Adidas as a company, what they've been do- doing within the last few years have really been innovating. In fact, this year, I think 2016... It's the first year they've actually made more money than Nike, and they're they're the leading um, sports footwear company. And Nike has had wow. that had that uh, crown for uh, for decades. Yeah. And so Adidas, obviously, with their collaboration with Kanye and doing other things to ramp up, like this is this is a part of that cadre of offering. You know, fusing it now with technology, fusing it with influencers, like all that is a part of their program. I think it's working for them very well. Yeah, I, so, I, I had no idea that was the case, and I've always been kind of Adidas man over a Nike man, but like they've they've yeah, Adidas has done a long, steady. Uh, they cast a wide net and being part of the culture. They made they made some really in, some high investments in culture and music and in, in, in sport, not just sports, mm-hmm. but in in, in hip hop culture and music and mm-hmm. in, in skate culture and just all these other. They they've really sort of spread their wings out to sort of be. We're not just an athletic shoe company. We're we're sort of a cultural company, and, yeah. it's, and it's international. Absolutely. So uh, you know, way more so in like in in, in fashion and other stuff than. Then Nike, Nike's sort of banks on being obviously sport, 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 and then they have a huge cultural impact with the Jordan brand and some other stuff. But like, yeah, it's really interesting to see that Adidas has moved past them. And I, and when you throw out the you know the price tag on that three hundred thirty three bucks, that's you know rel- that's relative. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, you, sneaker, sneaker heads are paying <laughs> thousands of dollars for sneakers. You know, you're true. That's so, true. I mean, I but, think if you're in this culture and you you're a collector or like you, you are you're an avid runner. Like this, this yeah. is not much of an investment. That's true. That's enough. a good point. It's a good point. Uh, but you know, I will posit that this is necessarily isn't for a sneakerhead per se. This is probably for a runner. But even to your point, if you're an avid runner, you're serious about your running, and you want to have best technology. Three thirty three is not that hard. That's exactly. not to pay. So I bet I should stop crying. Uh, okay, so moving on. iPhone eight rumors still. So iPhone eight. You know, th- there was one photo that came out a while ago with uh, the possibility of what the iPhone eight could look like, which is basically like. Uh, no, no bevels, no ends. Kind of an, a, a seamless screen that kind of goes all the way around. It's all touch, um, and that's one thing. And then it's, people are still speculating that that may be the case. But the other thing that's coming out is they think that they may be they may be leading towards the wireless charging. And the yeah. reason is because uh, you know uh, there's a company called uh, Energis, which which, uh, which uh, just did a, did an investment deal with Apple. Um, so, uh, so Apple deal supplier Dialog Semiconductor. So it's this is kind of complicated. But a- Apple uh, Dialog Sem- Semiconductor supplies a bunch of goods to Apple. Uh, Energis just did a great great deal with them. So at least people believe that through Dialog, Energis will be developing this this this, this, this technology, which will eventually go in phones. Yeah. So I mean, it could be big. I mean, I think it is big. Um, we, I mean, we talk about all the time on the show how Apple. Um, and, and, and really, our argument is starting to evolve now. But how Apple has been an innovator in the marketplace with you know mobile technology 
and you know how they've kind of started to decline in the last few years in terms of their their presence in terms of their sales in terms of everything and so i think having a new technology like this is is what we call a change the gamer in the sense that you can now charge your phone in this wirelessly in the span of 15 feet or six feet or whatever the footage is like that is pretty pretty freaking awesome yeah like the, the capability of that, you know, I mean, because we are literally attached to our phone, and obviously the thing that paralyzes us is when our phone dies. Right. So to be able to have a, a technology or to have an auxiliary device that's able to charge while we're still using our phone yeah. and we're not connected to it, that is pretty profound. Yeah. And I think that will obviously lead to other devices, um, i.e. tablets, laptops, who knows, um, Apple Watches where you can charge it and not have to worry about plugging that bad boy in. Yeah. That changes the culture. It does so, change the culture. You know. I mean, you know, and, and maybe maybe one day we'll see, you know, some sort of, imp- some sort of implanted device that, that, that... No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep going back to Black Mirror. So an impl- implanted device that helps you, like, keep your heart pumping or something. You gotta yeah. stand against the wall and get charged up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, it's just really, it's something. It's, it's really, really something. Um, and I, I agree. Um, so you, you've been like the, the, the Apple cynic and critic. You're like, man, the 7S is just like the 7 and the 6 is just like the 7. Like, I don't care. So, but you think, you think that the, the 8 will be something good? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I, I think that this is a rumor, number one. Right. Number two, I think another company is going to come up with this technology first and I think Apple might make it better. But yeah. I don't think, I don't think Apple's going to introduce this to us because already, I mean, was it Samsung has the yeah. one where you can place it on the thing, yeah, of place course. it on the charger without plugging it up. So I mean, they already have the technology. Just okay, so now six six feet I mean, more. I mean, whatever whatever was the freshest newest thing, Samsung had it earlier. I mean, exactly. dropping phones in the water, Samsung charging it, like all that stuff. I mean, exactly. so it, you know, um, the, you know, I don't, I don't know why Apple can't be first, but they but 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 they do get it right. So right, most times not. Uh, and I didn't get it right with the Apple Watch. Anyway, did not get it right with the Apple Watch. I told you not to buy it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next, uh, Bezos is done it. Like he, he, the, the Amazon makes his first drone Whew. delivery to a real customer. Now I've got a lot of questions about this, but uh, there's a video they posted about it, and it's kind of talked about it. And it, you know, it looks as it's not quite what we would see. All of the mock-ups showed of it, which is like a drone h- hanging out, carrying a package around. Okay. It's a, it's a little, but no, but, but it's a little more sophisticated than that, actually. Absolutely. You know? Uh, and I was wondering how the how pet package will be secure, and it, it's it's actually like something that's encased in the body of the, the drone, which is above the 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 flying apparatus, above the uh, the propellers, if you will. Below, below, no, it's above, like this, like the package is up there. Oh no, that's a that's a that's a fake one. That's that's the fake one. This is the real one right here. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That, that's the one that that uh, we were wondering how that would look, but the real the real joint. Is this and it's the 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 package is up top and the things up uh, 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 up, up ahead and it makes more sense. Um, it's GPS guided. They have a they have a crazy video of it. The whole thing. Now it's, you know, they're, they're they're testing it out in rural England, in rural United Kingdom. So right. the way that test runs there, there it is. The way that test runs is. You know, it goes from a package center. It flies out. 30, my man ordered some popcorn and uh, a, f- a fire stick. Yeah. Thirteen minutes later, <laughs> it's at his door, which is fantastic via drone. But my man lives on a giant farm. Like the shit landed. Like I don't know. Like looked like a quarter mile from his house. No. <laughs> no. He Stop had to it. walk way out to Extras. the cornfields to get it. <laughs> there were no no cornfields, and I, he walked out maybe thirty feet. Okay, I don't like, have a, stop it. I don't have a landing pad in my crib. Like, how does this, so? I think it's all fantastic. And I'm, I'm all joking aside, but like, 
uh, first of all, what's your takes and all this and, and all that stuff? You saw the video, but let's also. But how does this work in urban areas? Uh, well, again, this is beta. Um, and I think it's very smart for them as a company to test it out in a place that's rural so that you get all the kinks and quirks, you know, get all that stuff out of there. Yeah. Like, once they are able to perfect it, you know, I don't think it'll be an issue. Um, obviously, it's GPS. They use GPS for the navigation. It's completely autonomous. Once you put in the order, um, there there is a person that's that's manning it, you know, in the, in the, in the warehouse. But... The drone knows exactly where to drop it off and knows exactly how to get back. And I think that is pretty profound and is doing it pretty seamlessly. Yeah. And so I think having it in a place where, you know, you can mitigate, you know, it falling or crashing and, and falling in the school or hitting someone, falling in traffic. Like, hey, cornfields is a perfect place to do it. Yeah. And I think that's great. But but I think this is really something what Amazon is doing with, within the, this last few weeks within the last month they've they've they dropped amazon go they're changing the game with how we buy stuff how we shop for our groceries they said they're going to put three billion dollars into their into the amazon content business mm-hmm. and develop you know original original films and, and tv shows and now they're doing now, now they're doing this like with the drones the amazon the amazon prime stuff like they are they are really innovating i don't i don't know another company right now quarter four that's doing what they're doing i, I think it's Incredible. I agree a thousand percent. I was just thinking about this. I mean, like, so you have Jeff Bezos, who's the CEO. All this question of like, you know, is you know what what is Facebook? Is it a technology company? Is it this? I mean, first of all, let me ask you this question: What, what is Amazon? Is Amazon not Amazon? Is not just a technology company at this point because they are shit. They do they do they they revolutionize distribution shipping. distribution yeah. shipping. They revolutionize distribution. Yeah. They are Our content company. They are they, they are an amazing content company. Yeah. They are like no doubt a retailer, although they don't. They don't produce their own goods. There's no, there's no Amazon Watch or right. Amazon this or it's Amazon. That's not true. Well, that's not true. They have true. their own hardware. That's we right. said the Fire Stick. You're they right. have all sorts of stuff. Right. They have okay. the Kindle. They You're have right. all sorts of I shit. Take that back then. So they are, they are a, they are a, a not they are a retailer. Yeah, they're a retailer. They're the they're they're leading in almost in, in retail just by sheer volume. And then let's next to Walmart, they are definitely revolutionized leading in shipping. Um, now now they're getting into the grocery home delivery and then the grocery store game. Now and then, they, if you want to watch their shit, they've got original programming to keep you in their in the universe. Exactly. And now a drone's going to fly to your crib and deliver your popcorn. Like if you're Jeff Bezos overseeing all these things, like that's a lot to over. It's, it's not like you're just checking that you're like I, I'm the CEO of Netflix. I'm, you know, you're you're doing it all. This is pretty. This is pretty audacious. It's phenomenal. Pretty it's ad- phenomenal. It's pretty ambitious and audacious. And, you know, we talk about Facebook all the time and blah blah blah. But Amazon's no and Google, but Amazon's no slouch. I think it's phenomenal because all the things we just outlined, like they're they're all separate entities. Like yeah. for instance, if you look at a company like Apple, like most of the most of their offering is in the same space. Right. This their offering is so diverse. It's so different, and they're able. They're killing it. Way harder than other companies that are doing it with just one thing, one category. They're killing it in multiple categories. Right. That says a lot about their future. It says a lot about their thinking, their culture, and just what they're bringing to um, society. Like I think it's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm dick riding Amazon right now. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. Hey, yo, I, I, it's not it's not they're they're again, like they're they're eight x uh, Netflix and then they're 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 they they're a lot of a lot of money in the game and they could. I just wonder when they start looking around trying to try to buy folks when when they start acquiring stuff. I mean, not every not everyone's for sale, but they start acquiring stuff. I mean, man, I don't know. We'll see. Got the Amazon Echo, man. Come on, Doc. Well, especially they got especially, so much stuff. Especially after Trump deregulates everything, you, you get a you get a get a uh, a parking ticket in your 
Amazon's gonna get shut off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? It's all connected. Um, you know, anyway. So, uh, moving to get into some pop culture stuff. This is a couple quick hits when we get out of here. Um, Rogue One uh, comes out today, and as we're taping this on the Friday, uh, on Friday the 16th, Rogue One comes out today, drops today. Um, it is, I saw it last night. It is uh, amazing. I think I think I think it is an amazing, an amazing, amazing movie, and I, I I loved it as a Star Wars fan. I loved it as a movie fan. I loved it. Um, I thought I, I can't I cannot recommend this enough. I was excited about it, and I saw it, and I was like I said, I, I left like wanting to fly X wings and, <laughs> and shoot blasters and run around, and and, uh, and 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 frankly, it it's not like anything we've seen before. It's it's, it's a war movie. It's a war movie, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, Sean Finnessy over at The Ringer said it's the best war popcorn movie since Saving Private Ryan. Which I'm like, wow, and I and I, and I thought about, it. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't think of nothing that comes that com- comes more recent. I yeah. don't know. I mean, with Dun- Dunkirk's coming uh, the next uh, next summer, right. the, the Christopher Nolan joint, which looks insane. Anyway, are you you're, you're excited about? This? Yeah, definitely excited about it. Um, ob- for obvious reasons, you know, we both love Star Wars. You know, this is a part of you know telling telling. Sp- Stories that you know we never imagined would be told on film, Absolutely. so to be able to see you know to see some of something that's nostalgic but also future facing, I think is dope. Um, I mean, obviously the trailer looks looks great. You've already seen it. You know, I think it's going to be a smash smash home run. Uh, I say it's going to be a grand slam. Um, there have been you know some some cr- criticisms of it though, and maybe I'll throw it back to you. Well, some of the yeah, criticisms have been that. Um, the the character development or even some of the the storytelling is just is very uh, it's not well executed it's like very uh, uh, cookie cutter formulaic and uh, I guess the they will want more uh, expansion of some of the ideas that are that are gonna obviously be unfolded in episode four five and six they want to be able to kind of like give more specificity to some of those things and it doesn't do that so what is your take on those uh, two my, things? T- my, my take is that I, I, I believe that that's true to a certain degree but it doesn't bother me these characters mm. aren't there for us to live with them forever they're, right. they're there as functions it's, it's it's like it's a war but like so when you watch i don't know uh saving private ryan freeze or like from here to whatever like uh from here to return like nah, what's that one uh, the longest day or any of these famous war movies even, even full metal jacket for example you get introduced to the character right. These characters are archetypes, and as part of a platoon, right. and then they go off and they do the thing. Yeah. Even like more like the Dirty Dozen, like they go off and they they do a mission. Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Dozen is a better example. So you don't get intricate portrayals of each of those twelve guys right. and, and, and deep insights into their psyche. I mean, you do get some of that. You, get, you know, you do get some. You do get some of that here. Okay. You do. I, 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 first of all, I disagree with that, that assessment. I think right. that the, those characters are for the most part pretty pretty well rounded. Okay. Um, there's there's a there's a couple in there that. There's a couple in there who you who you wish you knew more about, right? Um, but I don't know, man. I, you know, it's not about. It's really about two individuals and the group around them, and it's about the larger mission, right. which is obtaining the plans to the Death Star. Does it expand the knowledge around Star Wars, though? Like, you know, obviously this is this is one bit of information they built a whole movie upon, but does it make you have a firmer understanding of why things happen in Episode Four, Five, and Six? Yeah, well, Episode Four. There's some definite. Like hardcore connect, connective tissue, 
Okay. Um, like to, to to four. And like if you watch, if you're a Star Wars head, there's a bunch of shit. There's a bunch of Easter eggs and a bunch of stuff, a bunch of subtle references, a bunch of characters, like people that are on screen for like like ten seconds. Right. That you're like, oh, that's so and so. You connect know? the dots. Boom, you boom. connect the dots. Or, oh, that was that's why he did that. Whatever. Hmm. It's there's a lot of that, and then there's more blatant stuff. There's, I mean, you know, more direct. No, 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 spoiler, no spoiler alerts here, but there's there's some actual characters that show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from from a New Hope, yep. and there's some technology used to do that. Right. And and, and I must say, it is spectacular. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, you know. Um, got did you, you see it in 3D? I did not see it in 3D. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I had a choice. Um, yeah. I had the choice to see it in 3D or not 3D. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm not big on the on the 3D conversions, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if it's if it's shot native 3D and the director's like, you have to, I, I've shot this for you to see in 3D. Right. Or I've shot this for you to see in IMAX. Then. Then, yes. Yeah, but, if it, but, if, but if the studio's like, can you make it in 3D? It's like, I guess. Then I'm not then I'm getting my money. You know. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, I don't know. Gareth Edwards, oh, you know, did not. Not uh, conceive this as a 3D movie, right? Did Disney did, right? You know they wanted the 3D yeah, money. Wrap up that money. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna get out of here, but there's a couple other things we can get to, but uh, we'll, we'll get to them later. I'm gonna do want to mention the Star Trek Discovery uh, lead has been announced, and it's my girl from uh, Walking Dead, uh, some Queen Martin um, Green. She's gonna be playing Lieutenant Commander Ransford on Discovery. It's not gonna be a captain base. It's gonna be pers- from the perspective of like maybe the number two or someone else, which is what was Brian Fuller's idea before um, you know he left the show. Uh, it. It sounds, you know, good. She's the, the first African American female lead because she's not a captain, um, and uh, I like it. I like I, so we'll see how that how that unfolds. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I like it too. I think it'll be yeah. awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of her. So yeah, I think she'll be great. Yeah, I think she'll be great too. Uh, that's really it. That's it. Um, what, what, what do you what do you got? Anything else? Um, nah, man. Did, ha- did you catch the Bruno Mars uh, 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 car pull karaoke? Oh, it's no. great! You gotta watch it. I need it. It's, a, it's, it's hilarious. Oh no, it's hilarious. I, 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 I'm late. I need a Madonna one and a Bruno Mars. Bruno one. Mars is great. Oh yeah. yeah, well he's Bruno Mars. He's he's incredibly dope. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all I got. That's all you got. We will. Uh, we're off for like two weeks. So yeah, we'll you, see you in 2017. Yep, you guys have uh, some happy holidays and a happy new year. And we, you know, we didn't really do a year in review kind of joint, but maybe we'll we'll, we'll do like a brief recap of some stuff that we liked when we came back. All right. Um, that's it. Uh, where can people find you? Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can they find you? Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Joe, at Joe K Braswell. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.